0: Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom hello everybody welcome to the world of wrestling podcast my name is rich and as always i'm joined by my good buddy tax williams hello everybody how are you doing i'm very well sir so today we're going to be doing WWF's monday night raw from the 7th of june 1993 as requested by nick via our facebook page yeah this is a, a great request uh, an interesting time in wwe and also interestingly when we look at our ministry trilogy six years on from this show, was the reveal of the greater power. Nice, awesome. To the day. It's a good, uh, we've done a few WWF WWE stuff over the years. It's nice to see the comparison. We've not done a lot of new gen sort of stuff, really. And this is kind of the beginning of the new gen, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Most certainly. But it's been quite the week in professional wrestling. I mean, where do you want to start? Because obviously, our last week we mentioned it was going to be the debut of NXT on USA versus AEW's debut show. Since then, we've had NXT on usa sure AEW debuting on tnt lots of letters here uh smackdown on fox hell in a cell with murder <laughs> raw again on usa we had aw dark uh last night uh, early hours in the morning here in the uk on wednesday and we also had nwa power there's been so much that's happened this week right how much of it have you watched not as much as i'd like but i sometimes th- i thought to myself earlier even when i saw like the new playstations out next year i'm so glad i'm not 20 years younger because i just <laughs> okay. spend my time wanking watching wrestling and trying to be good at computer games yeah i know that feeling for sure that i've watched all of it and the worst thing i think would have tried multitasking <laughs> wanking over wrestling just to get it all in i mean super quiz cup reference isn't that what you <laughs> yeah. used to do yeah <laughs> only to win 64 games so i watched <laughs> <laughs> i watched everything this week i watched Uh, the debut of Raw or whatever they call it on the network, I watched uh, AEW live, then NXT I watched Smackdown live, I watched Hell in a Cell live, and then I watched, oh, something else in between there, and then I watched um, Monday Night Raw again And then the AEW Dark last night. So that's at least seven shows I watched in a week and a bit. Bloody hell. There's a lot of content out there now. I'm really tired. (laughs) It's been a long week. Which means you've been working at the same time and looking after the kid and everything else. I was like, I'm going to dedicate myself this week. I'm going to watch absolutely everything. Does that mean, though, you didn't see the Chronicle of Goldberg, including the meeting of him and Matt Riddle? I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I mentioned you ages ago, I, I watched a uh, bit of the watch-along they did with Riddle telling the story yeah. of meeting Goldberg, which is fucking hilarious. But then seeing that little clip from that documentary... It's like, oh, this is even better. The heat. Like, Goldberg looks so fucking furious. he was <laughs> like, I could fuck you up at any moment. I'm an ex UFC star. Like, legit. I could have been your bro. Absolutely. I could have been your bro. And he's like, uh, I'm not your bro. And he's like, okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and <you're> like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny once these cameras aren't here let's talk anytime bro I know, i'm not yeah. your bro like legitimately <laughs> matt Riddle could fuck most people up on the roster you know what i mean because he's yeah. just that good he was on the verge of becoming the ufc like, i think World await champion at yeah. the time uh, and like yeah so that, that was a good moment okay so out of all the shows you watched this week who won what do you think was the best however you want to phrase it what did you enjoy what did you hate i flipping loved murder <laughs> what the hell in the cell I love the hell in the cell murder <laughs> okay um, legit or like as in comically loved it well I mean having someone kick up a finishers at one and you had to literally murder him to keep him down had they left it at that fine having paramedics come help Bray Wyatt not great mm. I mean I mean the DQ finish in a hell in a cell my favourite thing again even X-Pac on the watch long going I'm never going to get invited back for this but why is there a DQ in there yeah Genuinely, outside of wrestling, WWE have obviously been hiring a lot of people to do all because obviously you saw the Blue Cop and everyone Fox. They've hired Elisa Zwick. I don't even know who that is. Now, she presents the WWE... Uh, all the things. This is no, the one you bring up. I'm this so interested. Is, this is it. important for Go wrestling on. fans. Now, WWE are very careful about when they hire their performers and fact-checking. Yeah. So, I saw this uh, on WrestlingInc.com that they'd hired someone to start presenting... Um, This week in WWE, in place of Charlie Caruso, who's obviously doing more main roster stuff, and I assume Fox quite like her to do things. yeah. And then I looked down in the comments section, and then one of the comments, if I can scroll down and find it, basically suggested that I wanted to look up a video that has her in it. So I Googled, and it said, Google, Elisa Wick, Girl's Guide to Depravity. And I put it in Google, and straight away it came up with a Pornhub video of her fucking a guy in a lucha mask. Wow, okay. Someone had not done their due diligence. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone deserves second chances in life, and there's a few ladies on the roster that have done nude stuff, maybe. Yeah. But, like, mm, full-on hardcore, like, porno? I mean, not really, but in my mind, maybe Vince was like, well, it's with a luchador. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's sports. It's It'll sports entertainment. Right. Um, but I mean, that's that, interesting, yeah, sure. Um, I... Enjoyed AW's presentation. Yep, I unfortunately watched it in the ITV hub, so a lot of it was cut. That's a shame. Yeah, I'm worried about that. Yeah, um, I didn't think the big return of Jake Hager was a massive coup for them, but in comparison mm. to the AW roster, he's a big lad, and they need bigger, bigger athletes. Sure, you've got to say uh, the crowd chanting his "We the People" stuff. He looks like a big scary dude. He's in MMA doing the Bellator stuff, yes. you know. So. I can see why they were thinking it. Tony Khan was saying he was been signed for a long time like yeah. before double or nothing and such. But uh, he does I saw a rumor in the week before going Jack Swagger, Jake Hager might appear for AEW this week and I was a bit like, "Oh, really? We are all hoping for like CM Punk or Randy Orton or something and Jack Swagger comes along." Yeah, but what actually happened I was like, "Okay, that looks like a stable, and he looks like a good enforcer for that stable. Yeah, he's going to be the heater, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Stable. Yeah, I am totally get it. I, I'm really interested to see where it goes. Like, you look at guys like Sean Spears, for example, didn't have the best run in WWE, even though he's got his gimmick over, yeah. and he can obviously work. But you see what Cody does with them and how they work, and I'm, I'm interested now. We'll see. And that's a key, because as you said, you watch the end of AEW Dynamite and you want to know what's going to happen next week. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've watched a weekly episodic show that I go, oh, I'm intrigued as what's going to happen next week from a storyline perspective. Sure. Yeah, okay, the Tyson Fury stuff with Braun Strowman was mildly entertaining. and I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, yeah. Um, Again, and- another guy deserves it. Well, showing what you can do with a second chance because Tyson Fury did and said some fucked yeah, up shit over the years. You know what I mean, it seems to have redeemed himself a little bit at this point. Yeah, so- there's hope for Lars Sullivan. <laughs> well, actually, no, there's not. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, but and then you've also got the Cain Velasquez poor Triple A. Although, yeah. in fairness, he's been working under masks, so that's not Cain Velasquez. <laughs> but some of the stuff he can do, obviously, seeing the videos of him in Triple A again, he's really you know he's he's green as anything. But yeah. some of the athletics, uh, the athleticism he's got for being a big lad, sure. And bro- i wonder how much that will work with brock <laughs> but brock's selling when he saw kane velasquez brilliant, brilliant. brilliant really good i, I, I like love it bro- like when uh cactus jack came back against triple h yeah you know that Amazing. whole us like oh jesus christ like that's an actual person that can hurt me you know i like the it's fact it's quite that- rare nowadays it's cool really cool i first thought bloody hell dominic's got tattoos like <laughs> <Yeah>, <think laughs> oh, everyone just kind of a running joke yes, you know yes. yeah sure but <laughs> I mean, again, from a sports standpoint, you've got the MMA guy, you've got the boxing guy. It's a shame they're blowing it all off in KSA. KSA? So, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. yeah. Um, which is a shame. But again, I understand because how many more big matches can, get, can they get? Has that actually been announced or is that just a rumor at this well, point? Well, it was announced online earliest day that 11 p.m. Sorry, on uh, 12 p.m. on Friday, there is a press conference featuring Brock Lesnar, Cain Velasquez, Tyson Fury, Braun Strowman, which I assume means they're going to announce their official matches for Saudi Arabia. Well, that sucks. Cuz Sting- I was hoping WrestleMania, you know, but if they do it in Saudi, that, uh, we we'll kind of ruin it. Yeah, but from a business standpoint again, I, you know, they've got to worry we about we've got to worry about the Fox money, but for 40 million a show that yeah. they're getting in Saudi Arabia and probably Undertaker was like, I'm not wrestling Sting at this show. <laughs> and I mean, that, yeah, maybe I, I, I and that. you've got the rumors that Edge is coming back. Because, obviously, there's big Saudi money kicking around. Yeah, sure. And, you know, he's probably a bit bored at best, you know, on NXT. Well, maybe, man. Uh, yeah, like, um, there's some interesting stuff happening. I hope they don't do it in Saudi. I hope they do it somewhere else. But you can understand why yeah. they get such an exorbitant amount of money. But with how NXT, I'm sorry, with how um, Hell in a Cell went, it was like a kind of they took a shit at the end of this amazing week of professional wrestling. Like, Raw was really fun. NXT was really good. AEW was generally quite good especially the second hour the yeah. first hour is a bit rushed and a bit sloppy and yeah i know they're going for a, a less scripted a more free-flowing sort of thing but like the segment with um kevin smith and jason I mean, kevin Smith is like an idol of yeah. mine right like filmmaking terms like he changed my life very much so because you watch clerk you're like holy shit, he made a a film about how his friends are and stuff. I didn't know we could do that. I thought we had to make Jaws or Ghostbusters, you know? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Kevin Smith's a serious inspiration for me. But when you see him and Jay down at ringside and Jack Evans and Helico come out and they're they're talking some bollocks, and then Private Party come down with some drinks for them, like, there you go, there's some drinks. And that's the segment, and you're like, that did not work, guys. (laughs) Maybe a pre-tape would have been a good idea, you know? But this thing, though, with AEW, they... They're all. They're going to find their feet. They're going to have sure. a bit, I going think to this time. week they're going to have a big ratings drop because it's not as new. I yep. think there'll be maybe there will still be over a million. I think that might be like 1.1, one, one point two. It'd be really 1. interesting 5. to see how it happens. You know. But I think that, as you said, the week was good. And in fairness, even though WWE sort of ECW did and didn't announce any matches really before the pay per view until the afternoon of mm. Becky and Sasha, brilliant in Hell and Helen Cell match, really good. Yeah. Randy Orton Ali was a really good technical match. Yeah. Mm, okay. I mean, so <laughs> Ollie's pretty good, and Alton... <laughs> honestly, from Becca, Sasha, Becky Sasha onwards, I was a bit like, eh, about everything. Apart yeah. from my like Charlotte Flair, but their match was a bit shit. But the thing is, had they had Bray Wyatt just destroy Seth Rollins and walk off and maybe set fire to the belt, everyone would have gone, pretty good pay-per-view. Yeah. The problem is, that finish it tarnished did. it. And yeah. I wonder if... I mean, who would have said the- backstage, you know when this did no disqualification, this feuds to end all feuds... Let's put in Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins, where we know we can't get a schmozzy finish without people shooting all over it. Why don't we just do this? Oh, we need to keep Rollins strong, but we also need to keep the fiend strong. I've got an idea. Let's book them. No, don't book them together. Yeah, if you're not going to put Bray over clean or even Seth over clean, I could have put up with, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, just I don't th- think that would have gone down well, though. No, but it could have been a great heel turn, for example well it's gonna happen at some point isn't it I mean the Fiend's got himself over as a face Bray is basically face now yeah not as a character but as Austin was never really a face character you know what I mean like typically yeah and um, you know it feels like we're coming back to that raw kind of product we're looking for like with everything else they've been doing this week, WWE are definitely pushing some PG boundaries, to say the least. <laughs> Hello, Lana. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the thing, though. If you look at it, those people who've voiced their displeasure of being in WWE, so you've had Rusev, Harper, um, and who was the other one I thought of? Oh, um, Sasha Banks, obviously. Yeah. They've all disappeared off. They've all come back. And now Vince McMahon, they haven't won a match. Yeah. None of them have won a match. I guess not, yeah. And also... You have to take your blicks here and there, you know, if you piss yeah, the off. Why the fuck do you not say, hello, I don't want to watch... Because I've seen what's happened in wrestling. I don't want to watch my wife tonsil hockey games with Bobby Lashley. I don't want to watch her take of her bra. Yeah. Paul Heyman's in charge of Raw. <laughs> but... It felt very Heyman, didn't it? But yeah. the thing is, though, for the first time ever, Raw's the B show. In yeah. presentation, in talent. We'll see it after the draft. They won't split up Becky and Seth because they at least they try and keep couples together so they can get them divorced live on air. We'll Cheers, see. Rusev. Yeah. But well, uh, um, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you noticed, uh, like, I thought personally SmackDown was the best show out of all of them. Oh, all. yeah, hands down. Uh, I really, really enjoyed SmackDown and I want to emphasize that because I know people think I'm an AEW mark especially, mm. but I love some WWE stuff, you know? Yeah. And that show, watching them all... As neutrally as possible, <laughs> you know that one had the best timing, the best story, plot lines. The shame of man lost the Kevin Steen. That was a big ending yeah. to his story. We had the start of news stories, we had dramatic moments with celebrities. It's everything I want professional wrestling to be. Yeah, uh, AEW felt rushed. Raw was a bit like, yeah, Hell in a Cell. It's like, oh really? Hell in How a- long's this? <laughs> Are we still going? Hell in a Cell was really much. a oh fuck. Have, have we still got that show on Sunday? Sure. Did we not? who bruce <laughs> did you cancel this uh well <laughs> <laughs> then even the aw dark stuff like i was a bit disappointed by it to be honest i mean i haven't watched i, I watched the Seamer match because obviously i have close tight uh, that wait, was probably the best wait, match one <laughs> yeah sure sure <laughs> um but that company but on the plus point they needed to do they need to showcase that to try and get the win-loss record because already you've seen online hang on why is havoc Wrestling Darby Allen to be number one contender. Yeah. What their win loss records aren't there, and obviously Cody Rhodes on Twitter was like, "Well, Darby Allen beat Seema, which we'll see on Tuesday night, giving away a result for a YouTube show." Cheers for that. And Jimmy Havoc beat someone else. He's beaten someone, has not he? So what far dark. I don't. I don't. He wasn't on that dark. No, show, but so. he's beaten someone previously, or has it had a decent showcase or something? But that's yeah. the justification. Did he win that triple threat with Janella and Darby? Uh, I Did think he possibly. That? I don't remember. I don't remember. But that's cool. But that's the um. That's the layup for it. It's case of they've done really well, yeah. but for a company that's supposed to rely on win, wins and losses matter, and they've got either Alan or Havoc going against Jericho. Maybe we'll see because it's Cody first, and then I guess we'll go from there. And I guess well, we it's not Cody. It's through. not Cody first. It's whoever wins on Wednesday night wrestles Jericho the following Wednesday for the belt. Uh, I thought Cody was already number one contender. Yeah, but he does. He's still getting. They're still getting the title shot the following week. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Which uh, again, but exactly? Yeah, um, they're finding their feet. Yeah, there's some issues for sure. There'll be there'll um, be there'll be logic holes to start with, but the overall presentation of AEW, and I know we sort of ripped him a little bit on MLW, but Tony Schiavone did an all right job, I thought. Not. Uh, he's he's backed he's better than he was in wcw he's certainly better than he was on mlw sure i think um having excalibur talking over him was a good thing because <laughs> yeah. there's a few times tony would start talking Excalibur would be like oh look at the action in the ring just shut the fuck up tony you know i also think i saying it which i thought was good yeah. from poor Excalibur's standpoint it's been like i'm gonna be the guy to take over from Je- why the fuck have they bought in tony Chiv- right i'm not let i'm not giving up my spot <laughs> Why do we need three-person booths all the time? Well, we didn't on SmackDown, did we? Because Renee's off doing other things with <laughs> CM Punk soon. Oh, the the the, the show, TV thing. show. Yeah, okay, maybe I don't know if that's happening or not. What a obviously. flipping brilliant rib on that is! We've given you a billion pounds. If your ratings drop, guess who's going to come and talk about your show on our network? Sure, sure. Um, is this the most important week in professional wrestling ever? No. Okay, where does it rank in the kind of importance of like the big weeks of pro wrestling in modern times? In as in sort of this i suppose this century it's the most important week i was trying to think like i guess the closest thing we can come to is the week wcw died wcw died was a big one because Not- ecw died around there as well so it kind of all happened yeah. at once wwe just kind of took over um the nearest thing to this was when hogan turned up on impact and brett returned to wwe on the sure. same Monday night when they went head to head for the first time, but that pales in comparison to the amount of stuff that's happened this week. Surely, well, it's Hogan. Whether we like it or not, Hogan's a huge name. He's a huge draw. Impact on, I mean, Spike TV paid the money for Hogan. That had nothing to do with Impact, but, but that made no difference to viewership. To oh, it did. It, it, it <sighs> compared to AEW's change of viewership. It gave Impact the highest rating. It ranked high. It got in the two millions. Still below the first night of AEW? No, AEW did one point five. Okay. So impact did two I think it was two point three. Nielsen ratings are bollocks anyway, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. But but still, I it was important. You're telling me AEW did worse than TNA did for o- their show? On spike. Hogan show? For, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. But that's the thing. But again, difference in how T V and everything is consumed these days. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um It was definitely important. I would still say um Hogan. Losing to Goldberg was a big night. And Mick Foley winning the title was a big night because that changed everything. Yeah. But honestly, the biggest night in wrestling happened with the the biggest night in wrestling ever was the Screwjob. Because it started the Attitude Era, which created Steve Austin, which blew up the market. But in in the 2000s, Mm. this is easily the biggest thing that's happened for WWE because it means they have to compete yeah and i feel like they have this week maybe aside from hell in a cell but they, they've given it their all yeah i mean we haven't even really spoken about nxt yeah nxt with a couple of returns Ballabacks to nxt is a good thing for his career i feel they put way too much out there too soon but you can understand the panic and why they tried to do that um there's lots of talk about them getting out of full sale, and i think that might help but i worry about how much they can draw as well yeah um but you know i think weirdly nxt could be their number one brand if they put it on the same kind of uh levels in the same arenas as raw and smackdown and such yeah but it would never i mean raw and smackdown struggled to sell the arenas they struggled to sell out the garden yeah so that that was wasn't great but as i said it's it's how people consume it and i think from wwe standpoint having nxt not being a network exclusive product is going to hurt them for subscribers because if, do. Yeah. obviously, wh- where's the exclusive? But you to? can watch Evolve as well, tax. There's even more wrestling to watch. It's so much stuff. It's insane. It's bonkers. It's hours upon hours of wrestling. And I know, like, you know, when we were back in the kids, we would have died for this much wrestling yeah. a week. But, like, it, it's got to have a life somewhere, you know? Yeah, I don't give a shit about Evolve, unfortunately. Austin Theory bothered me. I can't watch that as well as everything no. else. I can keep up with the indies I like and New Japan and everything else. It's I'll watch bits and bobs here and there, but... Gabe's probably the wrong way a few times online and how he books people and things. Yeah. And his early days in ROH was brilliant, but, you know. Oh, as, as a quick final thing before we go into oh. the podcast ROH pay per view, mm. Death Before Dishonor. Did you see how many pay per view buys it got? Nope. 800. Yeah. That company's dead. Dead's a strong word. Like, even for their UK tour, they've now sold a quite a good amount of tickets. They've put like two, three hundred people in these like little venues now. So yeah, but not who, bad, who's you know on the mean? card? No, I know. Yeah, they've got like Brody and PCO and Marty and everyone else. Yeah. And Dalton and stuff. Had they not had Marty or Dalton, that wouldn't have sold. Yeah, I'm worried. I think those guys will move on eventually. I said Marty. But it'll be a nice development sort of area. So I think ROH will continue. I think they're going to have to downscale a bit. Go back to the smaller arenas, the ECW arena maybe, you know, that sort of thing. But At least the Briscoes will still have a job. Yeah, I wonder what happen with them. They will really n- interested. No one will touch them. Oh, I I, TNT TNT won't touch them for their views. It's Turner man, Southern boys, you know. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, let's move on to this week's episode, shall we? So, WWF, Monday Night Raw from the 7th of June, 1993, as requested by Nick on Facebook. Thank you very much, buddy. Appreciate it. If you would like to request an episode, just get in contact with us, worldofwrestlingpodcast.com, Pod on Twitter, or facebook.com forward slash worldofwrestlingpodcast. Wrestling Best places yeah. to get in contact, you know? We love to, because uh, that's the thing as well. You know, we've, we've got a little schedule of shows we're doing, which is quite organized for us. We've actually got a plan for the next few, uh, next few weeks. But we want to hear from people who join. Our subscriber numbers are going up each week, which is fantastic. Thank you very much for subscribing. Thank you very much for listening on your podcast app of choice or YouTube. Fantastic. But if there's a show you want to cover, however obscure it is, as long as it's, let's say, more than an hour or an actual episode, we don't want to just cover a match. Yeah, sure. Give us a show. I don't care if it's crap, if it's brilliant. I mean, don't get me wrong. If it's fantastic wrestling start to finish, it might not be as fun of a podcast. But, <laughs> you know, we want things like the Shockmaster. Yeah, or stuff we know nothing about. So there's... a. Uh so cal val was posting about going out to pakistan to do a ring of pakistan i think it was called which after our trips to india last oh, time amazing i'm very interested to see what pakistan has to offer in the future but like no know, we've got a whole wealth of stuff we need to get yeah. through first <laughs> but yeah let, let us know find, find us on our as richard and law on all our links and we'll cover a show sure So, this is the early days of Rora's War. We're at the Manhattan Center in New York City, USA. Uh, What do you think of the Manhattan Center? We've seen it many times. It's been ECW shows with people hanging off the balconies. I've seen ROH shows here. I've seen a a whole bunch of stuff. It's kind of a legendary venue. Warm nostalgia. Yeah, sure. And as you said, this is episode 20 of Monday Night Raw, so we haven't even had a full year on on network television or on cable television it's cable isn't it when Raw was on this wasn't it Uh, I think so yeah it's USA so whatever that is and any time that I see things from this time and I see people in Ico Pro yes please the Ico Pro there's barely any uh, like signs in the crowd and stuff So it's kind of an interesting time for Raw, but like you see it and you're just like, oh, instantly, I remember Sabu jumping off the sign and all these amazing things. Yeah. It's what they used to film weekly, wasn't it? It yeah. was one episode was live, one, one episode was, taped. was recorded. Yeah, yeah. Taped, whatever. So um, immediately I'm like looking into the crowd, I'm like, there's no signs, but there's lots of people wearing Burger King crowns. Did we all go for a party beforehand <laughs> yeah. at Burger King, like kid's party or something? This is well, um, but that's interesting you said the kid's party because obviously, as we said, this part of the new gen is really where they're moving away from kid-based characters we're not going to have mm. people with trades either so gone are uh, you know duke the dumpster drossy gone is doink yeah. the clown at this stage as well although i think doink's knocking around a little bit in the early episodes of raw there's a few guys still knocking around yeah. of the old sort of gimmicks i did watch the couple of raws before this and do a lot of research into where the storylines are coming from um yeah they're they're watchable, let's put it that way. They're a good laugh. I like the fact we said where the storylines came from. You're like, oh shit, none of the big names actually appear on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised, man. Like, I saw a couple of Steiner matches. Source Mr. Perfect, source a couple of Razor Ramon, uh, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But there's a few things that happened in the weeks leading up to this, were kind of were interesting for yeah. sure. So they were putting some good stuff on Raw at this time. Um, so I mean, I also spot uh, all the usuals in the audience. Vlad's there, yeah. the front row guy who's like at every WF show ever in existence is there. Well, whatever. It's pretty cool. But uh, right. Do you know if this one was recorded or live? I'm not sure, but I know there was a dark match before this went on. It was, wasn't it? Which was perfect versus Lawler, which ended in, a what a surprise, a DQ finish to protect everybody. Of course it did. (laughs) So our commentators for this show are Vince McMahon, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Bobby the motherfucking Brain Heenan. Just like... What a combination of characters on commentary we've got! Definitely, no one on this commentary team would sell, like take a back seat to anyone. No, they, they do. They they don't talk over each other as such, but they're definitely trying to get one over each other the whole way through the show. Like they're having a good time, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing you notice about these three because like Vince is loving it. Yeah, having a wonderful time. Yeah. He is so determined to make this work. What a maneuver! Yeah. <laughs> but then you've got so face Vince McMahon face Hulk Hogan, very much heal Bobby Heenan. Yeah. He says some fucked up shit on <laughs> show. But it's of the time period so yeah, it's good. This is my first time seeing this particular Raw. Do you ever seen it before? The only time, genuinely that I'd seen anything of this Raw was in my WWF sticker book from Ooh, back in the day. Okay, Because that's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to spoil it, but when there is uh, a debut of a character, yeah. they were the only sort of four stickers they had of him wearing what he was wearing, which we'll get to. Ooh. um But yeah, interestingly, I still have that WO sticker book. It's the only sticker book I've ever completed. oh look at you! That's my I don't think I've ever completed one. So well done, sir. Excellent it also props. had MVP in it. Who was the guy who dressed up as the baseball player oh, at not the time? montavius Porter. Montel- no, Porto, no he, he, he was probably in prison around this time. <laughs> he probably was actually. Yeah, so- <laughs> anyway, so um, uh, I'm about to say my, my from this time period, I had watched a couple of VHSs. I had SummerSlam '92. I think I'd seen a WrestleMania and maybe like a Royal Rumble here that my friends had on VHS but from about 93 to 97 I had like no access to the product at, at all did you watch any of this new gen stuff I had I think it was just up until this point I've been watching it okay because that the next the Sunday off this was the king of the ring yeah and I think it was around this time that my dad had said to me I'm really sorry we can't afford sky we're gonna have to just cancel it for a while okay and obviously being Ten at the time, I was like, "Okay, I don't understand that you're about to lose the house, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> of I, I won't watch my wrestling, mm. but yeah, th- but that's that. And again, as you said, until I started watching it on Sky Sports when it was on, on a Friday night, yeah. And as we've as we've spoken on previous pods when we used to flick between this and Bravo or TNT on the Skybox flicking between the two so yeah. we can watch and ECW as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, that that was it. So. I've revisited some pay-per-views and obviously had things like sticker books and action figures, so I knew who they were. Yeah. Since I've watched a lot more from this time period. Yeah. But at the time, like, I, I didn't watch it at all, no. so I just couldn't get to it. I think the Razor, the last memory of TV was the Raise My 1, 2, 3 kids stuff for this time okay, period. Okay, right. Because that's literally a week or two before this. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, kind of to put us in context for people who are listening that don't really know this time period, we've just gone past WrestleMania 9 which is the biggest load of bullshit you will ever see <laughs> held at Caesar's Palace the car park in Caesar's Palace I think you'll find which for <laughs> me has two great memories one luger and perfect fighting in the in the car park sure yeah which was great the car park of the car park <laughs> <laughs> the commentators managed to smell ether when they oh, out yeah! When uh, Fucking hell, that was bad, wasn't it? When yeah. the Undertaker streak was maintained, even though he should have been disqualified for knocking Giant Gonzalez out. Yep, but, you know, let's sure. not worry about that. Contentious. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, the finish of the main event, which was... Yoko, Brett Yo- Hogan, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Brett went in as champion. Fuji threw salt in his eyes. Yoko pinned him. Brett, I always remember seeing Brett standing at the side, covering his eyes, pointing at Hogan, saying, go and get him, go and get him. Mm. And even in my young days, I thought to myself, hang on, there's no contract. Yeah, not legal, Mr. McMahon, Mr. Tunney, whoever is in charge of this bullshit. But the reason the belt was put on Hogan at WrestleMania 9 is because they're about to go on a European tour. And they wanted to put the belt on Hogan, because they thought it would help ticket sales. Sure, and this is the moment where they should have put over Bret Clean, big time. It take, It feels like they're in recovery mode for this year, especially through 1993. It's like recovery, 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 so we can get that Bret, get that belt on Bret for WrestleMania 10, and let's just kind of carry on with the new gen. You know? Yeah, until WrestleMania 10, I think like the few shows between here, and that's obviously we've got King of the Ring next. Some of the content and some of the quality was dire until it got to WrestleMania 10, which has some of the best matches in WWE history, absolute, know. absolute classic. luga versus yeah. Oh wait, no, no <laughs> <laughs> even that's good, know Compared to what happened at WrestleMania nine. Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania nine, probably the worst WrestleMania of all time. It's right up there. Yeah, that and lt Ooh. and Bam Bam in the the main event was a pretty shitty. My well, thirteen was awful. Two because, was pretty bad as well. Yeah, well, let's face it. But thirteen much <laughs> happened at two. Thirteen when Michaels had walks out and they end up with Sid and taker in the main. Yeah there's but, a few moments like that over the years but again had he not gone out then it would have been Bretton Austin of course of course so we get to an actual cold open. Learn what this is, AEW. Uh, <laughs> i not that I'm still bitter about that. With the ring announcer in the ring, he says, ladies and gentlemen, may I now introduce you to the new World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion. Ah, 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 they think I'm cute. <laughs> Shawn Michaels comes out. Okay. So out comes Shawn with his new bodyguard right behind him. And the bodyguard's lovely shell suit. (laughs) I love that shell suit. Good grief. Um, I mean, the shell suit is astonishing. Sean's gear is pretty out there as well. And a 90s ring card girl in the ring. You're like, yeah, I love this. What do you think about the gear here? I mean, the gears of the time, (laughs) it stands out. It's not, again, Sean Mike's trying to evolve. So obviously when they're in the Rockers, they still had all their tassels and everything, and they were very outlandish. I'd say them and LOD had the most um, standout gear sure from the time and obviously Brett and Anvil with their pings for the rockers yeah. yeah but um yeah my god that shell suit it is tasty isn't it yeah if you're going to debut after being Vinnie Vegas and, and <laughs> Oz and wearing some flipping <laughs> wizard costume what are you going to do oh um Vince what should I wear should I come out in my like my tank top and my jeans what should I come out as a bodyguard shell suit and shades indoors that's what we want it's, it, it may be of the time a secret confession. As soon as I saw this, I thought, I really want a shell suit. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger. Not now. I would okay, melt now okay, okay. in a shell suit. But <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. So um I even asked Father Christmas for it later that year in a letter, even though I was 10. I was like, I'd like a shell suit. Before they get into the actual promo and stuff, we cut to the classic Raw intro. Do you watch Botchamania? No. You don't at all? No. Oh, that's a shame. So, you know, it goes... at the beginning of this intro, the classic Raw one. So at the (eninating) end of Botchamania every week, he has a quote from The Sheik, which goes, fucking bullshit, right? Right. (laughs) And someone cut the, the beginning of Raw, this intro music, with the sheik talking. So it goes, fuck, 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 fuck. At the beginning. And every time I hear it, that's all I can hear. And there's going to be a vast collection of people that are Botchermania fans that will be listening to this going, oh, I know exactly which one you mean. <laughs> but yeah, it's every time I hear it, that just, oh, it absolutely gets me. I might splice that in here just for banner. <laughs> um, so we cut back into the Manhattan Senum. Sean's music is still playing. Vince, alongside Heenan and Macho, are standing at ringside welcoming us to the show we are live from new york city it's monday night raw hello everyone i'm Vince McMahon, alongside the macho man randy savage it <gasps> breathes for like an <laughs> hour here because he's exhausted and bobby the brain heenum suddenly a wild hbk appears behind them throwing himself onto vince and wrapping his arms around him Sean cuts this opening promo. Just when you thought it was safe to watch Monday Night Raw, look who's back on top of the world, looking down on all of you. The heartbreak kid himself, Shawn Michaels, and his insurance policy. My bodyguard. He then turns to Vince. What does it feel like to be me? You will never, never know. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! What a dick. What a great promo. Love it. Brilliant. What obnoxious little prick. Perfect, perfect. So absolutely brilliant. perfect to be an obnoxious prick. You can see why Vince is going. We're going to put the company on this guy. Yeah, yeah. With Big Daddy Diesel, Kevin Nash, the new bodyguard, the insurance. Having Sam Nash Biden. being bought in again was the next kick. No, to the next level for Shawn michaels again sure. he was with sherry originally after the, you know which we'll get to apparently uh, sean hated being with sherry never wanted it which is a real shame because like, like SummerSlam. yeah classic hilarious him and Martel that match with Martel still won the funnier things on that show sure yeah it's great but you you know exactly what sean wants he wants to be the coolest the best the rick flares you know yeah he wants to be that guy and i'm not sure he can achieve that with what he had and where he's going, we know he gets there, you know? Yeah. So the change, decisions, really. And the change to Diesel, and also in that case, you know you've got tags, you know you've got singles match and Sean can be on the outside, so you're creating additional layers of any storyline you have, so you don't have to put him in the ring with anyone. So as as we'll see as we go through the show, the time of the enhancement talent slash jobber has never been so important. <laughs> so after watching three or four of these rules leading into this one, my God, there's a lot of jobber matches on them. Yeah, there's one jobber match on this, which we'll get to, which I, I have a hilarious, well, I think it's a funny joke when we get to it. But yeah, they're, they're they're um they're good. There's too many of them this time. Way too many. Yeah. Like I understand the purpose, and I think we should have some for the likes of Strowman and and know, Show Kane to get over these big strong guys. I think we should have enhancement jobber talent. Yeah. You know? But um, these roars are full of them. It's like one competitive match two complete squashes one bullshit finish nearly every raw is the same but that, in fairness that's what superstars used to be that's what superstars and wrestling challenge used to be you yeah. might have a low, but it did get boring yeah yeah i think there needs to if they were to be used today it would have to be for a specific purpose so for example um viking raiders war machine yeah. having those guys be able to showcase their moveset but where it's not a case of oh we've painted these as just fucking fat vikings yeah but you know we'll sell for people now no 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 did yellow d sell for everyone fuck no <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah but yeah it's um jobbers were useful to help move sets get you need maybe four to six weeks of jobber matches if you're introducing a brand new character but because we've now got nxt you don't need the jobbers because people are sure. able to go and find their new movesets. Yeah, it makes sense. And yeah. you've got jobbers on the card. You've got No Way Jose. You've got Kurt Hawkins. You've got Ryder. Yeah. You've got Shorty G. <sighs> Ruined a perfectly good wrestler. Oh, he's going to be the nerd. C- next cut Angle. Vince. Vince, 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 what did you say? Shorty G? <laughs> okay, no worries, mate. Also, yeah. fuck off. Fuck off, Shorty. Off you go to the ring. Job, job, job. You know, Cut his he's hair. Not jobbing. Yeah. Cut his hair. Oh, disgusting. Anyway, I, bet, I so. bet Jason Jordan sat there going, I'm so glad I can't wrestle again. <laughs> new Intercontinental Champion, I hear you say. Mm, interesting. Let us go for the timeline of why Sean is appearing as the sudden new Intercontinental Champion. So, brief timeline retrospective of Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. 1st November, 1991. The Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Barbershop talk show segment. Oh, the barbershop. Sean kicks Marty. After some, oh, will they, won't they? After shaking his hand the fucking heel, throws Marty through the plate glass window. One of the most classic moments that has ever been in professional wrestling. And I watched it. I watched it happen. Because this nice. all happened after the Rockers, again, had not captured the tag titles. Uh, for those who followed the Rockers, they won the tag belts, But as it was such a shitstorm of a match... They reversed it a house show, so they changed the broke house broke. shows. Yeah, yeah, and then the Rockers never won the belts, even that, though they defended them as well. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> screwed they screwed them absolutely. Screwed them. I think it was over a week or two weeks before the barbershop section. They had a title match against LOD, which was strange. It was face versus face mm. tag teams, unusual, especially for this time period. And at the finish was the Marty Janetti was um, being held up by I think it was Hawk. And Shawn Michaels was going to dropkick Giannetti in the back so he would pin him. But instead said, turned round, took the dropkick in the back, fell down on Giannetti and pinned him. Ah, there you go. Nice. Cool. That's an amazing memory from like, <laughs> God knows how many years ago. 26 years ago? I've definitely not seen that. So oh, I can't mate. Comment. That's really cool. So we move on to the 25th of January, 1992. Marty gets arrested. <laughs> Shawn develops the HBK character. Because <laughs> there was meant to be a feud between the two. But Marty fucked up basically. And so Sean goes off to do a whole thing at SummerSlam and all ninety-two by himself, pretty much. So scrap the feud. Let's push Sean. He's obviously the biggest star here. Right. Twenty-seventh of October nineteen ninety-two, about six months later. Sean wins the intercontinental Intercontinental I can say that. Intercontinental championship from the Bulldog. Alright. Twenty eighth of November nineteen ninety-two. Marty returns. Yay! Appearing behind Sean in Sean's own mirror. Really cool segment. Marty attacks Sean to a huge pop. Marty then goes to smash the mirror over Sean. Marty ends up hitting Sherry with the mirror, who's HBK's valet yep. at the time, when HBK pulls Sherry in front of her, front pulls her in front of him to save himself. What a dick heel. What a dick. Yes. Sherry then uh, kind of goes on to manage Jannetty Mar- um, for a little bit. Yep. Right. 24th of January, 1993, a few months down the line. Sean and Marty have a classic match for the Intercontinental Championship at the Royal Rumble. Uh, Sean retains. Sean tells Vince Marty was fucked up during the match. Yeah. <laughs> Marty says, Vince, um, Sean was fucked up during the match, but he wouldn't go to Vince. Vince fires my <laughs> <laughs> who's the star yeah, here? fucking <laughs> hell so the idea is that they had a bunch of classic matches they got through a rumble they had all this extra stuff thrown into the match yeah and so they kind of didn't do what they wanted to but like you know it was a four star melt so it was a yeah. beast of a match Between the Royal Rumble, where they had this match and Marty gets fired, and May 1993, Vince allegedly finds out that Sean lied, and it was Sean that passed out in his food due to somers the day before the Rumble, and so to punish Sean... In the 17th of May, 1993, Marty beat Sean for the Intercontinental Championship on Monday Night Raw. Meltzer gave this four stars, not the last one. Sorry. Yep. So again, that's the classic. The last one was shit at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> that one was really, really yeah. good. Uh, I watched it. It was really, really good. Really good. There's a that, bit of a bullshit finish with Mr. Perfect throwing a towel and such. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's Vince going, fuck off, Sean. Don't ever lie to me again. Right? Also, this is the show where the 1-2-3 kid... Yes! Pins Razor Ramon in the biggest shock I think ever up until that point for WWE yeah having the jobber Beat the main established guy. Sure. Really cool. Amazing. Really, really cool. Gives you a nice uh, idea of where we are and the timelines for everything, I think. And if you look at how, how young Kid looked, I know he was young, <laughs> but I was like, geez, he's yeah. like a little beanpole, greasy little beanpole. So pole. innocent compared to like the guy we know yeah. now. you know? <laughs> One night in China. <laughs> so because of this, uh, not, not one night in China, <laughs> because, <laughs> because uh, Marty beat Sean to punish Sean for the belt. Allegedly, HBK then throws a massive strop. This has been talked about by five or six different people online confirming this. So I think it's real. (laughs) Yeah, let's call it as fact. And knowing Sean and his attitude and his drug abuse at the time... 100% fact. It seems fact. (laughs) For sure. So the 5th of June, 1993, Marty is forced to drop the Intercontinental Championship back to Sean on a house show. When Diesel debuts and assists HBK to win the belt, which leads us into this show. I mean, the whole idea of the title change definitely wasn't a show on Michael Strop. It's just to prove that anything can happen in the WWEF house shows. <laughs> of course. So I messaged you during the week, and uh, I started to do a bit of research into Marty and Sean, specifically from the split up until this point, Okay. Do you remember how many times Marty put Sean over clean on house shows and Was it like, roars was it like 28? 28 <laughs> times Marty put him over clean and Sean won't do it once for Marty. You have to feel sorry for him. Now, interestingly, earlier today on uh, our Twitter at World of Rest Pod, you put a poll up of who was better in 93. Literally just to see who, if anyone gave a shit. You know what I mean? Shawn Michaels and Martianetti we had a relative decent number of votes, considering the time the poll ran for. Yeah. 88% of people said Shawn Michaels was better than Marty Jannetty <laughs> in 1993, we, yeah, with 12% of the vote saying Marty Jannetty, which is nice, rather than the 50-50 the last time we had a bloody poll. Sure. <laughs> All I would say to those, everyone that voted, go back and watch some matches. Shawn is very, very good, but he's also a big drug user at this point. He's not as good as people remember. He's still developing. Yeah. He's and not gu- really got the super kick. He's not really got the elbow. Like, he does these moves, but they're nowhere near the caliber they are in two, three years' time. If you remember back in '93, Sean's finish was a back body drop. Mm. That was it. With the stomp down as a foot as he went down. He does some other stuff now yeah. as well. But yes, he's, that exactly. was his first sure. solo finish. But Marty is complete. Marty's really fucking good at this time. Had, had Shawn Michaels not been in Vince's ear, do you think Marty Janetti would have had a better run? Absolutely. WWE? Yeah, he was a massive drug addict as well, which is a serious problem. Big abuser of alcohol as well. Like in the, all the interviews I've seen later in life, which led to a lot of the facts and stuff I'm looking up. Yeah, I have no idea whether they're true or not because Marty's fucked up. Yeah, like I've been around drug addicts before, like being in bands, touring around the country and stuff. Like you meet a few heavy, heavy drug users, you know. Marty shows every single sign of those you know but interestingly like you said that he could go and he was phenomenal when we went to wrestlemania 21 and we had hbk and angle when Kurt angle wrestled janetti yeah did you ever watch this match yeah sure i watched it i don't remember specifically about it good could hang yeah. still mate there's a match uh a show or two before this one which is marty Ginetti and bam bam Bigelow. oh man holy fucking shit now that is a match you realize how big Janetty and Michaels are as well. Yeah. He's, they're as tall as Bam Bam. Yeah. Bam Bam's a lot bigger, but Marty is bumping off the ring. He's hit going into Bam Bam, falling out the ring, falling over the top rope. They did that back body drop I sent you a gif of. Yeah. He's literally, what, eight, nine foot in the air, upside down, spins himself around, comes back, and immediately sells a bear hug, and you're like, God damn, you were good. <laughs> like, I think underrated, massively. Without a shadow of that, doubt, because it's always known as, no, Marty Jannetty of the tag team. Yeah. And, that's, and that's obviously the thing because this breakup goes to show how important this was on the minds of wrestling fans. Even today, people say, oh, who's going to be the breakout? Who's going to be the Sean Marcus who's going to be the Marty Jannetty? Well, it's going to be Carlo Riley. Carlo Riley's amazing, isn't he? I love Bobby Fish's tash. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his character and ring personality. He's got weird Something eyes like me, me, so I've got to get on board with Aww. him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Diesel is also here. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's <laughs> very much the big guy standing in the background for all of this. It is yeah. his debut on Raw for WWE programming, but he doesn't do a lot. Here's a topic of conversation. Yeah. Because obviously we looked at Marty Jannetty, we looked at HBK, and we'll look at Diesel slash Kevin Nash. Where was he more impactful, in WWE or WCW? In terms of money, ratings, success, it's got to be WCW. Yeah. I think that if you look at Diesel WWF, WWE, this is a time where he was given the belt, and yes, the business was on a downturn, but the houses were bad, mm-hmm. the drawing wasn't great, the character was shit. Yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, yeah, everyone loves beating Bob Backlund again at a house show. Yep. Um, But his WCW work... Wasn't that and- WrestleMania? No, no, not back on the mania. All right, fair enough. But it was at the garden, though. Oh, okay. But uh, Kevin Nash in WCW, before he got the book, was very good. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, he is just, uh, if you ever, if you're a big man out there, or you know a big man that wants to know how to be a success without having to actually do anything ever, Kevin Nash is the man to look at. Yep. <laughs> there's a classic segment from a shoot interview where a, uh, jim Cornette is running down kevin nash talking about how he had to study him to teach the new kevin nash diesel yeah. whatever uh how to do diesel's moveset and He's like the five moves of doom and and Cornette starts to run them down and gets to four and goes i can't remember what the fifth was and nash is like snake eyes <laughs> it goes through the fifth. and there is a sixth as well but like that's it the squisher he calls it yeah that's literally it six moves man it's impressive yeah. Really impressive. And unfortunately, today, people called Cena out on that. <laughs> well, he does a lot more, but he doesn't badly. So anyway, so uh, Vince continues his opening speech from earlier. Continues to run down the matches for tonight. Macho congratulates, uh, congratulates HBK for winning the Intercontinental belt back. Isn't he meant to be a face? I mean, yes, he knows he's a successful character, but still. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Vince looks and sounds really offended by Macho. The reactions are priceless yeah. between the two. As they cut to the ring... Keenan goes, do I get to talk? <laughs> 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 ah, so funny. Uh, opening match of the night is a non-title match of Shawn Michaels and someone else who is not announced or introduced at all, but eventually on commentary. And because I looked it up. Ross Greenberg. There we go. Greenberg. <laughs> Greenberg. Enhancement talent. Number one. In his, uh, what can I describe as, Brutus beefcake gear. It's, it's not great, is it? <laughs> so some of these uh, enhancement guys do look like superstars. You know, They look big and muscly and large. And some look like Ross Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> he's slightly smaller than Sean. Black tights with neon pink zebra print and tassels. Better than most lads nowadays, to be <laughs> yeah. fair. Like the gear's out there. Yeah, you know? definitely. Get himself over trying to get remembered. You can see what he's trying to do, you know? Yeah. You've got to feel sorry for these enhancement guys at this time. They get the shit kicked out of them. However, I Razor Ramon drop a dude on his head with the razor's edge on Raw the week or two before this. I was like, oh, he's dead. He's absolutely dead. Although Ross Greenberg, you are who so you have green in your surname, have green fucking gear. You'd like to think that would be a sensible idea. Pink zebra print though. Tassels. You've got to approve. Basically, it was beefcake <laughs> stuff on the outside. He just found them. Vince's like, can't wear black trunks. Wear these. These are brutuses. Brutus like, hey buddy, there you go. <laughs> Cut your hair? So Vince calls him Ross something at some point. And I'm like, that's (laughs) not his name. Uh, Ross does a sloppy as fuck small package attempt. And Vince pops hard on commentary like, oh, he's going to do a small package. He's going to beat Sean. And Sean's like, get the fuck off me. He looks highly offended that he's having to wrestle this person. Sean Michaels, I would say the style in this match was laid back. For sure. He doesn't really care. No. Probably because he's peeled out of his fucking brain. And he's got his way again. Absolutely. I've got my belt back. He looks so happy. Yeah, he looks so just like I do. What I want, I'm Shawn Michaels. All those other big guys are fucked off. So you've just got me now. When it well after he, I can't remember what he was doing to do the pin, but then we rolled over after Greenberg kicked out, and he was lying on his front, like in a front plank position, case of. I'm still going (laughs) to (laughs) win. So Vince is basically ignoring this match and putting over the current storyline, specifically Crush and Mr. Perfect and all these things that have been going on recently. HB toys with the enhancement talent and poses for the cameras, as you say. Uh, Commentators putting over the bodyguard at ringside. Who is he? Looks like a movie star. That's one big insurance policy, to add a few quotes. Uh, Russ is a bit of a punchy comeback. Uh, HBK does neckbreaker, puts an end to all that. Uh, Brett's rope, elbow drop by Sean. Pile driver by Sean. Looks pretty brutal. Enhancement talent. Sure. Not sure he cares about him. For the one, two, three, and your winner announces and still Intercontinental Champion. I'm like, this was a title match. (laughs) Uh, And what's great is that 26 years later, doesn't matter about the rules anyway. We just announced what we want. Oh, he's DQ'd. Don't worry about it. Still. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sean Michaels wins, as you may be expected coming into this match. I mean... At this time, other than one, two, three, kid, jobbers don't win. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even Brooklyn Brawler never won. Nah, well, unless was Until later <laughs> on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think of Sean's appearance and lack of professionalism, shall we say? I think the lack of professionalism is the thing that shines through, especially now what you read now. Even by his own admission, he was an absolute dick yeah. because of his issues at the time. Um, but at the same time, he was definitely something different. He was the cocky heel. You didn't like him. He was an arrogant shitbag. There's a roar from two or three weeks before this. I totally agree with you, by the way. Where the crowd are going, Sean is gay. Sean is gay. And you're like, whoa. 93 was a different time, wasn't it? Oh, my God. You can see how much they don't like what Sean's doing. And how his gear is so flamboyant and big. And he's got these... Dangly thing with like crucifixes on them and stuff. The heart sunglasses, the flap-down lenses as well. Yeah, the mirrors, the yeah. everything. He's just a little obnoxious prick, and it's perfect. Yeah, when Luke really is in is tight good. pants, posing in front of mirrors, they're not they're not going ha, bum <laughs> 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 They they don't like Sean, you know, because being gay was a bad thing in 1993, apparently. Jesus, Jesus Christ! And, and again, as you said, with that things like that and the ring girls. What's delightful is that even though we're slowly killing our planet. At least people have got a bit more open mindedness. <laughs> sure. So you know sure. well, I mean, maybe we can go <laughs> America. America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Gays. <laughs> Abortions. No. So King of the ring <laughs> report up next. Nineties I'm just gonna move on. Nineties title graphics. the best thing ever i loved it so good this one like nwa power (laughs) (laughs) a mean gene what a god updates is on the first ever king of the ring going on which are happening is going to happen a couple of weeks after this yeah it's this sunday there you go so the main event is going to be hogan versus yokozuna we've also got brett versus razor perfect versus mr hughes and hacksaw versus bam bang and narcissus versus tatanka oh god what a pile of shit that'll be. But the rest of it looks pretty good. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch this. Uh, I Well, I listened to it. Oh, back in the Scramble days. Well, no, th- I said this. So this was the obviously the week after we didn't have Sky. And my dad, basically, on the Skybox, it was pixelated, but you could still have the audio. Yeah. So he plugged me into the hi-fi so I could listen to King of the Ring for the yeah, whole thing. That's like, like, a scrambled picture. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, sure, yeah. Sure. It's fine, it's fine. That's what I, we've space talked about it before. Space so. dust. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I love that's how it now. was like sold to you. Like, it's space dust. Tax, like mini tax, whatever. Uh, he he knew. He was like, we're fucked financially. <laughs> But before we have to go and sleep in a bin, let's <laughs> you listen. All right, Dusty, <laughs> calm down. You're <laughs> just a common man. That's why I'm on cruises now. <laughs> so HBK and Crush have heat from a qualifying match or something. Probably Sean didn't want anyone putting put over him at all. Uh, mean Gene tells us to watch the show as he, you expect. Yeah. So back inside the Manhattan Center. Sean back out now, facing up to Vince at commentary. Because Sean has to be in every fucking segment ever, apparently. Uh, HBK is mad. He has to wrestle Crush at King of the Ring. I'm like, what? (laughs) Where did that come from? Oh, well, Vince was saying it on commentary. Because he was giving the history of Crush, and he was saying that he's going to have to face Michaels at King of the Ring. I'm not sure he ever clearly says that on commentary. Yeah, he did. He He says a lot of, like crush is gonna be at king of the ring and he's gonna do all this stuff i'm not sure he ever says he's no, wrestling. Did. Oh, yeah. okay. this sunday maybe i just didn't care <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say me with someone with a finisher where they takes his hand on either side of his head and pretends to crush it and squeeze <laughs> it best theme music ever the best match he ever had, Crush ever had, was with him and Savage when they had like the Falls Count Anywhere. They had to pin him somewhere in an arena, and they had to get back to the ring. And once they got back to the ring, then the count of ten started, and Savage pinned him, lassoed up his feet, and then pulled pulled him up so Crush was upside down, <laughs> and Savage ran back to the ring from a backstage. <laughs> thing It was great, amazing. So my only memory of Crush, apart from later in life, like go, yeah. exactly. And um, Demolition Crush. Yeah. But this period crush is only 1992 SummerSlam. He's a fucking superstar to me because he gets put over hard on that show as the big undefeated super guy. You see him on these roars like less than a year or so later and you're like, who the fuck is that? (laughs) His promo is terrible. Shaka, (laughs) bra, Really bad. (laughs) It's like this racist depiction of a Hawaiian character. Yeah. I'm not even sure he was Hawaiian. No yeah he didn't doesn't come across like it but But, he did a hand gesture mm. almost like saying call me it's it's a bit weird isn't it yeah it It wasn't great oh i was so disappointed i used to love crush as a kid because i only knew him from that one particular match where he destroyed the repo man (laughs) and you're like (laughs) you see how good these guys were at getting people across yeah uh, demolition members by the way but uh, you know you thought it was bad with crush wait till we get to the native american tatunga in a little bit when when we get to that just let me get through and no problem trust me you're gonna love it so hbk just called nash his great wall of china and i'm like what the fuck (laughs) okay (laughs) she's not here yet (laughs) as we cut to ads next up el matador versus adam bomb with johnny polo for god's sake so we're back and macho puts puts over the ring girl okay yeah fine Uh, as we cut to live footage of an atomic bomb going off run Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is live right yeah of course of course (laughs) oh it's not live okay good stuff we don't have to run something about pearl harbor (laughs) (laughs) there's so many jokes (laughs) let's just carry on so accompanied by johnny polo it's adam bomb um those contacts are fucking awesome for especially for '93, yeah, he's got like atomic explosion things on his contacts in yeah. his eyes. I bet they fucking hurt a lot, and I bet he can't see a single thing. Yeah, but they, which products made a lot of his in-ring work. <laughs> Poor old Brian Clark. Holy shit, he looks impressive. Yeah, he looks like a monster. Like he's so big, so agile. Like his gear, his eye contacts look awesome. And, and you can tell Becky Lynch is also here. Yeah, Raven's here. <laughs> you can tell Becky Lynch is a massive fan. That's why she had all of Adam Adamon's goggles in her early <laughs> start in WWE. Sure, sure. But yeah, Adam Bomb though. Uh, go on. Oh man, the gear as well. It's just so different to what you'd seen. And how looking at this, how he wasn't a massive star for them. I think it's because not. I mean, I'm a huge Raven Mark, but I think it's because you put Johnny Polo with him. <laughs> yeah. Also, Sean and Diesel are here, and they're like, nah, not that yeah. guy. I'm absolutely convinced Sean did a lot of, nah, nah, he's not good enough, Vince. Like, You're going to use my guy instead. (laughs) Surely followed by Vince going, but Sean, that's Bret Hart. Nah, he's not. not Bret Hart. You don't need him. (laughs) What you want is the kid. Sure, sure. (laughs) So, um, Tito comes out as El Matador. I mean, as we said about jobbers, it was nice to have name versus name. Cue the Heenan Mexican jokes. Here we go. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, every time El Matador has come out in one of these podcasts, we've just spent the whole time talking about Heenan and how fucking hilariously racist he can be and on commentary. who doesn't love a flying burrito? <laughs> <laughs> so, Vince, Savage, and Heenan, in sequence, do their uncooked, uncensored, unbelievable, unhealthy, it's El Matador's dinner. <laughs> After they do this thing, I think it's uh, Vince immediately turns to Heenan and goes, "You're unbelievable, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking great, so funny." And the bell goes. Heenan immediately makes a joke about Tito's mum making enchiladas that <laughs> created enough gas to create an atom bomb. And you're like, for God's <laughs> sake, the match literally is like, ding, ding, ding. His mum <laughs> enchiladas. It's like fucking out. So funny. Tito is technically brilliant. Moves out of the way of Adam Bomb's elbow drops at the literally the last second. Him and IRS are the best at doing yeah. this. Like, people do it now and they telegraph it by, like, what, two, three seconds? Tito literally waits till his elbow's on him as is like, Yoink! and moves yeah. out of the last second. You've got to say, as an experienced vet at this time, fucking hell, Tito's good. Also, though, as an experienced vet, it's a case of, okay, Tito, we've got a great idea for you. No, 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 it's not a Mexican gimmick. <laughs> It's a matador It's gimmick. a matador gimmick. <laughs> they have them everywhere. Don't worry, not just Mexico. <laughs> At that stage, Mantor appeared behind me going, can I be involved in this? <laughs> no, Mantor. No. <laughs> polo is hilariously <laughs> shit. So good. <laughs> it's so bad. He has a lacrosse stick and hockey gloves. Does this equal polo? <laughs> like, polo is not those things. Have you ever played polo? Well, you, you don't know. know <laughs> no, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, polo. Right? I have a friend actually that plays polo. He's a posh kid. Uh, two. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. But it, you have a mallet. Okay. Yeah. And you have small white gloves. Yes. Right? You don't have big ice hockey gloves and a lacrosse stick. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? You're doing ACW. <laughs> Oh, so perfect, man. Like he it's happy, shiny Raven. Oh, uh, brilliant. And you <laughs> know, it would have been fine if he not parted for Shaman McMahon. he would have probably done alright. <laughs> this popped me more than most stuff on this card. This I was awesome. laughing so hard. Like the match in the ring is quite good yeah best, ma- it, best match of the card uh, probably is yeah oh, it definitely is thinking about it there's nothing else that even competes is there uh, other than the money eating the, in the main that's it well there is that so uh, commentary are putting over Razor Ramon will give the 123 kid $7,500 to get oh it's a lot of money to get back in the ring with him I think I spent that on my lunch today Tito <laughs> flips the flop hits the flying jalapeno <laughs> according to Bobby Heenan but bomb kicks out at two and you're like he just kicked out of his finisher how dare you, sir? That's the flying jalapeno. It's amazing how indie wrestlers and went back to this episode all went, oh, you can kick out finishes. Yeah, mm. motherfuckers. Interesting. So, of all the great stuff Adam Bomb does in this match, <laughs> he pops to the outside of the ring. T.O. kind of looks a bit dazed, trying to settle, going, are you going to do the fucking finish, mate? Get on with it. <laughs> Adam Bomb slings, slings-, slings- blah, 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 slingshots himself into the ring, Hits a dodgy looking clothesline thing to the back of Tito. Tito sells it like death because he knows this is the finish. For the one, two, three. And your winner, Adam Bomb. Boom. What a crappy finish. Yeah, it's a shame it ruined a pretty decent match. Yeah. For 93. But it did the job of making Bomb look dominating. With some guidance. Could Adam Bomb been a huge deal for WWE? WF. Not with that gimmick. Okay. Uh, This gimmick was over as fuck with me. Yeah, I think... But as they were moving away from the kid-friendly characters for the New Generation... Yeah, maybe. He could have been. And as you alluded to earlier, I think when Diesel came along... Right, we've got our big guy. Imagine him as, like, nails. Yeah. He would have been great in that character, the gritty jail guy that's just come out that had to do this horrible shit you know? wouldn't have threatened vince probably <laughs> yeah probably a bit more lenient than that yeah. guy <laughs> anyway so uh yeah i thought bomb had a lot of potential here oh saying that imagine if he was nails, so we could have adam bomb versus boss man yeah that would have oh, been be nice yeah there's lots of stuff like that i was trying to thinking of like oh they could work you put him with Tenta, you put yeah. him with a lot of big guys and he'd be able to hold his own even like nash and razor and stuff as well yeah even though I doubt they'd put him over at oh, all. Oh, definitely not. That's yeah, what it is. It's our house now. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about this match? Should we move on. No, I think we'll move on. I said, if you haven't seen. If you are. Uh, sort of. You got into wrestling a lot later in life than me and Rich did. Go back and watch some Johnny Polo. If you want to be an obnoxious heel manager. And there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing quite like it. Not in SUVW, because this guy's got that dickhead sort of role covered. Sure. But. um. Man, I love Johnny Polo. I said it Aren't was- you a face now? Hey, hey, what? k what? <laughs> I am, but so's Johnny Polo. He's just a sports fanatic. <laughs> the King of the Ring promo, Hogan Yoko, will finally be settled. As we cut to the ads, up next, still undefeated, wait, what? Tatanka is in action. I'm like, oh, God, no. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> As we cut back to the ring, with a jobber and a ring girl inside, can you do the Tatanka? I can, but I've realised it's probably hideously racist. Oh, look at this! It's how he does it, so you're replicating his racism. <laughs> oh no, sorry, that was Peter Weeks' entrance. I'll do to Tunkers now. <laughs> so about 10 people in the building do the tomahawk chop as tatanka makes his entrance he's just not over at all is he no and essentially they were just tired because they're actually going wanker <laughs> wanker so peter weeks our enhancement talent number two of the evening versus tatanka peter weeks uh he works out yeah sure he does by eating beer <laughs> yeah. drinking beer and eating burgers there you go i can do words i mean he probably was at seven eleven somewhere so this is just a not sorry i've got to have a uh, monday night off i've got a I've got a tv appearance he's probably a fucking superstar down in memphis <laughs> <laughs> yeah jerry lawler's basically going, this guy's my champ he's the man so uh, let me let me get through this game so there is a chap trying to sell foam tomahawks like it's hot dogs at the baseball ground that i thought was quite cool interesting so they do some wrestling tatanka does chops tatanka oh i've almost fucked it up tatanka no sells a little botch tomahawk chop off the top one two three your winner is tatanka yep i wrote these notes instead of watching the match i've seen tatanka wrestle before (laughs) (laughs) he gnashed it it's yep he worked smart i was i got the match absolutely right i wrote the notes down and went okay let's watch a little bit of it there's the botch. <laughs> There's the tomahawk <tumblek laughs> off the chop. One, two, three. Good stuff, lads. Because this guy is a little bit too big to do the Samoan drop. It's <laughs> the only thing that's missing from this match. Excellent Hasbro action figure, Tatanka. Really good. Vince tells us Tatanka will be taking on Mr. Hughes at WWF Mania pre-taped show this Saturday. Yeah. Why call it Mania? It's got nothing to do with Mania. King of the Ring. What the fuck did they ever see in Tatanka? Well, he was a Native American. He met a key demographic they didn't have like 10 people left in america yeah (laughs) they (laughs) They killed the rest didn't they they don't (laughs) let people forget their heritage (laughs) he was basically just set up for ludwig borger to come in and destroy and obviously that worked Uh, well for them fucking hell so i mean Tank had a quite a good undefeated run uh i say good um he he had had, undefeated (laughs) 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 but like yeah he was a bit over at um, the SummerSlam that i've watched his most interesting thing was when the million dollar man bought him sure that's not racist at all is it nope <laughs> um i've told you my story about meeting Stan right yes yeah in a little hall in front of like 20 people i went up to him and went I-, I remember seeing you at-, at SummerSlam in wembley stadium and he was like yep <laughs> 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 i was like thank you sir bye <laughs> i just went to sat down in my seat i didn't buy any merch or anything because i'm a shit bag i was also about 13 so you know you can't yeah merch- and also even their merch was expensive imagine going up to them now you want to buy my T-shirts? 80 quid. <laughs> Kung Fu was on that card. <laughs> was yeah, back it? Back in the day, the All-Star. Yeah. Guy. yeah, yeah, this is an All-Star show. I'm sure it was. Amazing. It was either All-Star or it could have been... Um, who do you train with again? NWA. Ham-a-lock. Yeah, Hamalok. It could have been a Hamelock show because they yeah. did come up to my hometown quite a bit. I lived north of London, obviously. Yeah, okay. so, you know, it, was, it was a good show, though. Um, Tank was in the main event. Beat the fuck out of Kung Fu, who's like five foot smaller than him. It was pretty painful to watch. Did he finish it with not the top rope tomahawk chop? Tom, now because he's a bit older, the <laughs> middle did, rope. He went to the top. Did he? He went to the top. He did it all. He didn't do the smaller job or anything. <laughs> well, of course not. He also didn't. Ta- it was a tag match. Kung Fu was probably a bit too big for him to do the Literally, Samoan drop at five foot tall. Tatanka sat on the outside of the ring while the other three guys did work. He got a hot tag at the end. Did a couple of chops. Went off the top. Did the chop. pinned the guy. Played his music. Went home. Got paid. Had a hot dog. I mean, that was probably his payday, actually. Probably. From one of those all star shows. <laughs> yeah, that was the dark days. In fairness, that's, the promoter had probably gone yeah. with the gate. Dixon. Brian Dixon. Dixon, there you go. yeah. We spent ages the other day trying to work out who the all star promoter was. It's Brian yeah. Dixon. Yeah, absolute legend of the industry and massively important because he kept Brit Rest going while yeah. everyone else was like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Heenan, in reference to the Native Americans, says, oh, give me a second. That shows me why they sold Manhattan for 24 bucks. <laughs> and they're like, um, oh. I'm not sure they sold it. I'm pretty sure it was taken from them. There is no, a difference. No, it was definitely, there was a definite contractual. There was nothing dubious about this in any way at all. Heenan is hilarious. And and the good thing is, there's no one in his here telling him we can't do it. Because Vince is sitting there. Because when he says this line, Vince and Macho both look at him and go, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's messed up. Which makes me think this was probably one of the live ones. Absolutely. Macho even went like, oh, you want to be careful about what you say, mate. Because there's <laughs> other people that might, you know, uh, careful now. Yeah, Pretty... especially Tatanka. <laughs> but then Heenan backs his comment up by going... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> fucking elf! So funny. Like he just doesn't give a shit. He does not give a shit. So funny. Oh, it's a, such a shame that he went to WCW. He should have stayed. I know he made a shitload of money and everything, but like god damn it this was so so fucked up but so so funny (laughs) like if you've got a sense of humor about it like this is just yeah yeah, it's just the best so uh promotional consideration paid for by the following i love back back, back, back. oh wait no not the nwo yet (laughs) (laughs) tatanka advertises ico pro macho um advertises wf figures ljn's uh, Hasbro's Hasbro's at this time yeah. Okay there you go I, I don't know this thing I know it's kind of your cup of tea So back out to the Manhattan Centre Jerry Lawler walks out bah, The bah. big pedophile In pink and black Oh, What a dick Ooh. Not your colours mate not foreshadowing in any way shape or form for sunday night sure uh to a set and uh, at the entrance way for what's it called the king's court there you go king's court i liked how all the fans actually grouped around it as well around the back of it, it was like looking at like a really bad episode of top gear with equally less racism <laughs> so a lot of the kids flock over to jerry and i'm like watch out kids watch out run away <laughs> all right. you're all too old Lola goes now i want to stops and continues going welcome everyone to the king's court and i'm like that's not what you were gonna say was it jerry you were gonna say now i want to touch the kiddies i can't help it So, (laughs) lawla runs down macho and vince uh the crowd chants burger king burger king as lawla runs down them and the city of new york uh yoko will be here in just a minute but we've got to get an advert advert break in so blah blah, blah cut yeah. adverts back from the adverts lawla chats to two ladies dressed as gay sorry lawla chats doesn't talk to the women obviously no god he talks, do that. <laughs> talks in front of even <laughs> two women dressed as geishas standing behind him they are asian women at least so you know bit less racist than just dressing two white girls up or whatever. Which they normally did. Yeah, absolutely they would have. So here's Yokozuna and Mr. Fuji in tow. The lovely ladies present flowers to Yokozuna and Lawla. Poor oh, poor Fuji. Lawla <laughs> <laughs> chats about Japanese respect as the fans chant for Hogan. Which what? was nice for a, for a Manhattan set of crowd to not be shitting all over Hogan. That's sure. really good for them to actually be cheering the baby face. Yeah rare 93 wf especially that 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 venue yeah sure absolutely love the heels but hogan yeah name was mud in manhattan hogan's gone downhill a lot yeah well in fairness it's because he won the belt at shitstorm nine then didn't been on tv been on the european tour yeah there's also been a little substance issue and so he looks about a third of the size. He oh, used no, to? no, no. There was nothing to do with a steroid trial. Of course. So Fuji puts over that Yoko has gone from 505 pounds <laughs> to 550 pounds. Since when did WWE start using legitimate weights? <laughs> oh. He's a big boy, but still agile as fuck. Yeah, I used to love Yokozuna matches. Like It got a bit sloppy towards the end. But, it got a bit sad know. at the end. Yeah, sure. But um, it's a real shame because... I listened to um, uh, Something to Wrestle With when they did like the Yoko career retrospective. I saw it up there. I haven't watched, listened uh, to it yet. Really good. And it was the the, the whole idea of how Vader, because he was sent down to like um, a university to help him lo- diet and lose weight and stay there. Yeah, And Yoko was like, no, no, I can stay at home and do it. I'll eat salad. <laughs> do you know about Do you know Vader's story from this? Go on. Really weirdly, you brought it up. So Vader and Yoko are down trying to lose weight and such. They used to sneak out at night and go to the KFC down the road (laughs) and come (laughs) back. so they didn't lose shit they came back and it was all terrible so yeah that was the thing they ended up doing the yokozuna ended up staying home and trying to lose the weight but just put more and more on because he had no motivation to do anything you know yeah so um there are some really good close-ups of yokozuna's face here and i mean extreme close-ups showing the anger and he's really good at portraying the the facials are amazing yeah absolutely cheers bro manix um so (laughs) (laughs) get that there. that's why they had to change that belt yeah, that's exactly what they did. So um, so as they're doing these close-up, Fuji's chatting away, chatting shit as he always does. Get banged, mate. So Yokozuna goes, Hogan, you will go down. In his quite strong Samoan
1: accent. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: Very Japanese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, in fairness, in this time, at least Vincent didn't go, Yoko, Rodney, come on. <laughs> Do... The accent. <laughs> I know his name's Do wrongly. the accent. Still funny. Yeah. Do the accent. You can see he's trying to at times uh, <laughs> do a bit more <laughs> yeah. Asian sort of accent, but, but. It's, it doesn't help when it goes Hogan you're mm. going down just just don't talk you know yeah. you've got, got your fuji, fuji there exactly so Lawler finished this segment by going this sunday you can say t- goodbye to hogan for good little do you know mate he's still got a couple of wrestling companies and freedom of the press to destroy first but, you know and bubble love Sponge's wife oh fucking hey yeah <laughs> true <laughs> so we got a tag team match next of uh, <laughs> odd bedfellows i guess we're calling this of Billy Gunn and Rick Steiner with Bart Gunn and Scott Steiner at ringside. Scott Steiner obviously left his gear behind because he's wearing his Ico Pro vest top and his jeans. Sure. And his fanny pack. Hey! Versus Fatu, also known as... Big Quiche. Big Quiche, the Rikishi. I do do it for that rock. And Erwin R. Shyster, one of my favourites of all time. I bloody love Michael Wall Street. <laughs> with Afa, Samu and Ted DiBiase at ringside. So... You haven't pointed out that this is technically our main event of the evening. Is this the main event? This is our last match. Our main event (laughs) of the evening. There you go. (laughs) Okay. So, um, one little note I realized immediately. Head shrinkers, Steiners, Money Incorporated, Smoking Guns. All four legitimate tag teams. Yeah, great. Awesome. Yeah. I miss this so much. Proper tag teams are important, which is why it pains me to see War Machine completely pissed up the wall because they could have been very very good um i don't know some bits i've seen recently have been okay yeah but they're going against oh hang on oh, rude and ziggler aren't doing much we did promise ziggler if we let, yeah. him, let goldberg beat him up we'd give him a belt so many tag teams without tag names but then you watch AEW this week and they're like this is this tag team this is this tag team yeah. they've all got tag names hey it's an helico like, wear glass wear sunglasses his gears yeah. broke it, but Angelico and Jack now have uh, a tag name. Yeah, they're called the. Uh, oh god, I wish I could remember it. Easy to remember name. Yeah, that one. But then you've got <laughs> best friends. You've got private party. Lucha Bros. Yeah, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Jurassic Express to take the piss out of WWE. Because <laughs> when they when Viking what, when the War Raiders came up, yeah. then they were called like the Viking Experience and the Viking Express. Oh, I always assumed it was like you know uh the rock and roll express the midnight express it's just oh maybe i just Jurassic thought was, express. i thought it was a rib I love the idea of expressing a tag name. Like it just yeah. immediately feels like, oh, we're an actual tag team, even though Luchasaurus is going to be what? a huge fucking star any day now. Even at the time back to the back to the tag teams you mentioned. You also had Well Done of Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn this time as well, and there the Heavenly Bodies were kicking around here. Sure. Obviously the Beverlys were just at their tail end of things. Do 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 so, do 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 do. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, And before that, you had Natural Disasters coming through in the end of '92. That's LAD. Eight nine <laughs> legit tag teams all of fuck they could be anyone anytime sure demolition have been around yeah. recently as well you got the heart foundation you got so many good tags you know tag wrestling is the best Absolutely. this is this is why in fairness fight club pro when they do the uh, the dream tag team invitational i really want to cover on those shows because i love tag team wrestling cool <laughs> that's why i want to win a tag belt duck kids billy guns brought a gun to the ring what was he thinking this is america this is wrestling, not an American high school. You can't bring a gun to the ring. Fucking hell. <laughs> and good night, folks. I'm going home. See you later. There's the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I don't know what else to say now. That's all I wanted to write down. The second he brings out a gun, it goes bang, bang, bang. I'm like, Doc! <laughs> <laughs> Michael Moore would be proud of that comment. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, I think he's a bit of a cunt, but you know, I actually quite like some of his documentaries. Some have you seen he's done a new one called Fahrenheit 119? I did watch it. Any um, good? Definitely the purpose of wrestling podcast. Have this conversation on air. Yeah, if you can pick out the bullshit, it's good. Oh, so most of it. Well, uh, a lot of it is stating fact and such, but. Like a lot of American liberals nowadays, they just push it too far, you know what I mean? Like, the, the right wing in America is just as bad. Like, we need some cohesion and conversation, you know what I mean? Um, and not then, just Americans, us as well. Fuck them. Who cares? I mean, let's be honest, everyone's political systems a bit pants, other than the Ukrainians who the Ukrainians who hide a comedian. So, well played to them. <laughs> TV show host. Yeah. So did the Americans, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did watch some US Celebrity Apprentice the other night. Scumbag. So, uh, oh, <laughs> just D- D- Dennis Rodman on it. <laughs> so immediately the Samoans, uh, the Head Shrinkers and um, Alpha, Alpha uh, are eating the WF ice cream bars at ringside. And I'm like, oh, yes. Perfect. Did you eat ice cream bars when you went to your WWF shows when you were younger? Nah. It was never offered, eh? They, were I don't think they were around at that time. The, the first oh, no, they, I they, 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 they were definitely because they were advertising the little magazine around the time. But they're on th- the back of the sticker on, book. The first show I ever went to was uh, Capital Carnage, which was, like, '98. Oh, really? Yeah, I never went to any of the uh, other ones. I went to, like, um, like indie shows because I'm cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just they were in my local town hall and we saw the advertising. I'm like, oh, wrestling, you know? My daughter now, when she sees posters for wrestling, so there's, like, an, an LDN show in Margate. Yeah. And obviously, I'm like, oh, fucking hell, LDN. Jesus, yeah, that's that a that shit show. Guy can but- fuck with, yeah harriet pointed at the post and went daddy it's your friends and i Aww. said straight i go they are not my friends <laughs> <laughs> not those guys <laughs> yeah. i work with real athletes down at scpw and wrestling 4. <laughs> so as the samoans are eating these ice cream bars heenan goes they have to get through the ice cream to get to the stick <laughs> <laughs> It's yes. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Savage and Heenan obviously care massively about this match as they're wishing happy birthday to Howard Finkel and Mrs. Pritchard at home yeah. in Texas. Uh, Billy's mullet and handlebar mustache are a sight to see it this time. What a texting the smoking guns are yeah indeed what a tag team so close up of Affa eating a macho ice cream as macho feels very uncomfortable at ringside <laughs> yeah. IRS and Fatu, Uh sorry IRS gives Fatou money but the Samoans are racist depiction of non-white people so Fatu hands off the money to Affa, who eats it <laughs> IRS tags in and immediately takes a great bump over the top to the outside he's the fucking best seller in the world yep. ever yeah, the kids, the, the next generation. The, the white boys. Yeah, they're doing good stuff right now as well. Yeah. And it stems from well, good y- genes. you say that. Bray's oh, doing it. Bray's yeah. doing it. Bo's not. I used to like Bo, man. I, the char- if, had they just let him carry on yeah. like that, it would have been great. That nasty heel character from NXT yeah. would have been great. I think he's got potential down the line. I think his time's gone. I think you could do stuff with him and Bray, like Mirror, like where you don't know it's him being the fiend and Bray being Bray and stuff. Ooh. Because they look so similar. Yeah, but you'd have to have him bulk up quite a bit, old bow. Sure. But you could do like just face cuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so you could have really interesting segments yeah. going on. I think there's space for the fiend, you know, stuff to develop over the years. Well, the, yeah, yeah. Sorry. What, you're thinking long-term sensible booking? What we could uh. do is smash him in the <laughs> face and commit murder with a mallet.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Before we just quickly finish this show... Uh, I've thought of what might the thing I was most annoyed by about the whole thing, right? So if he takes a mallet and smashes it into his face, I can understand the finish. But there's a ladder, there's a toolbox, there's chairs and all sorts of stuff on top of him that he's hitting the mallet onto. When earlier in the match they had a much bigger mallet that went straight into Seth and smashed into him. Yeah, but that was a novelty mallet. The other one was trip. <laughs> he got disqualified because it was Triple H's mallet, and Triple H was like, no you're talking about direct contact to indirect contact well direct contact to the ribs no one's ever died from a rib injury right (coughs) but this (laughs) (laughs) okay and 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 seth Rollins committed murder there's um yeah god damn it he's he's killed him the blood at the end as well yeah the blood capsule pg yeah, but then you could uh, obviously ask uh, <laughs> argue that Oscar's green mist looked more like Warriors vomit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I quite like they're adopting that. But like, you know. I need, well, it needed to be done. It yeah, has been sure. done for a while. I wonder if I could do uh. glitter mist. <laughs> oh, holy shit! Yes, mate. We are developing that. No matter what, you're gonna swallow a buttload of glitter in the process. But it'll be great. That's fine. My pool will be sparkly. <laughs> you could do like like clowns do in the hand. You hold it in your hand, you're like you know, bring it out. We're doing this. Okay. That's your finish. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> if you can watch SCPW, don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so IRS tags in, immediately takes the awesome bump to the outside. Rick and Billy doing heel tag team fast tags, even though they're the face team. Yep. Rick ducks and IRS comes in, accidentally punching Fatu. The Samoans look pissed. Ted offers the Samoans more money not to beat the fuck out of them as we cut to adverts. A good deal. I'd pay money to not have the Samoans beat the shit out of me. he immediately goes, they don't understand what money is. <laughs> like, for <"What the> fuck's <laughs> sake. So Samoans chatting, some great gibberish at ringside. You know, they're doing a really good job. Be like, Hutabataba, like, they're selling the characters at least, you know. Yeah, in a very sensitive way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> irs bails rick to the outside so fatu and DBRC can chuck du- can du- chuck can double team rick uh, rick and fatu double down in the ring tags made by billy and irs billy gets shined up real nice by some of the best heels in the business irs hits billy gun with a lariat from behind for the one two three and your winners are irs and fatu lovely finish by irs the best. Vicious, deadly. So underrated. Yeah. Billy looks fucking great here, too. Let's be honest. Yeah. And then. It doesn't look great, but yeah. his work is good. Yeah. And he's. Let's be honest. With Billy Gunn, no one's ever criticized his work ethic and his in, in- ring ability. Yeah. Just but- the drugs and the lack of character yeah intelligence that's Dare why I his say? brother was the boxer <laughs> check out the brawl for an episode in our archives it was great commentary put over that Janetti and doink are going to be wrestling next week so i'm like oh i would have loved to have seen that also mr perfect will be in action again one of my favorites Lawler too yeah can't have everything so <laughs> <laughs> here comes razor ramon to ringside to chat with vince for what is kind of the main the segment main segment of the show yeah Razor offers Kid seven dot thousand five hundred to wrestle Do you say seven wrestling? dot five thousand? I can't talk anymore. <laughs> seven thousand five hundred to wrestle Razor again. The fans chant one, two, three. This is super over. Razor's faux Cuban gimmick is surprisingly racist, I found. Yep. Uh he may as well be in blackface, is what I've here, because it's getting to that point. Someone called Piper. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, so Vince says the fans don't think Razor will beat Brett a king of the ring because there's a viewer poll or something poll or something. Yeah. And Razor cuts this promo. Ahem. <laughs> right, here we go. Oh, Remember, oh, I'm we- quoting here. This is not me doing a depiction of a Cuban person. Could we have the accent please? I can't do the whole thing, but I can do the pronunciation of some of the words, right? Okay. The Nutter Center. That's the building, right? That's where the pay-per-view originates, right? Just confirming with Vince, because he's like, are we sure? Like, I'm not (laughs) sure. Okay. That's such a good name. (laughs) You're like, why'd you got to be talking like a Jamaican? (laughs) Kofi Kingston's not here yet. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's such a good name, man. (laughs) (laughs) Because when the bad guy gets done with the hit, man... (laughs) But, hang on hit meng meng's not here <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking He's just gonna be another loser another has-been another grease spot on the mat <laughs> like oh jesus christ this is so much worse than i ever remember it being even don't ever go back and look at his debut vignettes oh no i mean i've watched some of them relatively recently and you watch them, and you're like like, Hemeng. <laughs> Hemeng. He's talking normally and then just going at the end occasionally. It's always like the the British section. <laughs> it really is. It's totally out there. Um as he's finishing this promo, Vince cuts him off and the show's <laughs> over and <laughs> yeah. we're out of here because he doesn't get all the lines. Live out. TV. Live TV, kid. Wow. And that was Raw from nineteen ninety three. I absolutely adored it. I had a great time watching this. That was this. brilliant. So much to joke about. Take the piss out of some really good wrestling. Like, T.O. is outstanding. Adam Bomb had a lot of potential. Sean's a complete dick. We saw the debut of Diesel, you know? Great show suggested by Nick. Thank you very much for this. Yeah. We've had a, a lot of fun covering this show. God, IRS is good, isn't he? It's amazing, though, again, you could tell at this stage you were in for another six to eight months of real dross. Yeah, they've got a long way to go before they need you get WWE to-, to compete. So they take that step, much like right now. Was this the? Did this because obviously after this show, this led to the King of the Ring where Yoko beat Hogan. Hogan did the stretcher job and put someone over. Finally, after the racially insensitive Japanese cameraman's camera exploded in Hogan's face. There's oh. some of that. Yeah, let's just like let's just get Hogan out of the company, whatever it takes. Let's get Hogan the fuck away from TV. And at least I managed to make Hogan's stretch job out, and he was dead. Yeah, and you have Owen coming up. Well, this is oh, the thing. Brett, WrestleMania Owen and Brett. 10. And that's what I was going to say. WrestleMania 10 winning the belt. Like. The Survivor Series. Was that the one where it was the Hearts as a team? Oh, I, I don't, know. Yeah. don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. And and as I said, then it lists WrestleMania 10, which had Brett and Owen and Sean and Razor in that ladder match. Yeah. Still, I would say to this day, the best ever ladder match. Uh, maybe. I watched it back relatively recently. It's not as high spot as I... Was. I think my favorite one is... um. Hardy's Edge and Christian in the first tag ladder match. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that was wasn't not bad at all. Match, but yeah. that because that's the one on the next night on Raw. They all did their handshake and everyone was like, "Oh my god, these guys are huge." And they became superstars rather than just enhancement guys. Yeah, they both put each other over at yeah. the same time, you know. Yeah. Um, so Raw 993, enjoy it. Yeah, I definitely, again, I think it's because it was around that time with 1993 King of the Ring. And I was even saying to Mr. Wicked over messages um, a couple of weeks ago how he was watching, just out of choice, the 1993 King of the Ring. Nice. And I've still never watched it i oh i don't think i've watched it either to be honest i've never watched it because i don't want to ruin that memory of sitting in my front room just with a big pair of headphones on <laughs> with my dad still having like gold plated jacks it made the audio better yeah nice of course it did yeah of course like, it hdmi did. is better if it's gold plated yeah, of yeah course exactly <laughs> back in the day i was like oh it's gold plated my dad told me well, this must be true this is like a um, um, public service announcement isn't it like by the way if you buy an hdmi cable off the internet for a pound it's just as good as one you're buying like curry's like 38 quid or whatever but they're the same fucking thing no 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 the one in curry's (laughs) is gold tipped the quality will it'll be a lot more hdmi (laughs) unless you're doing like four or six k then you do need a slightly better hdmi cable you don't need a more expensive one just get a 2.0 just so you know but um yeah wrestling i love wrestling it's been a great week there's been some really good stuff some shit stuff and this was a beautiful way to cap off the week. It was only about 45 minutes. Really not. Because considering the amount of content that's been around, it w- it helped us out. Yeah. But next week, our 50th episode. We made it to 50, man. My ambition, I think we talked about this when we first started, was to get 30. Yeah. Like, uh, that would basically be a year. And it essentially is what it would boil down to with, like, doing bonuses and missing things and work and everything is what I always thought. But the fact we've done 50 and we've lasted this long... It's great, man. I yeah. love doing this week to week. And episode 50, um, we've revealed what we do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We're going to be doing wrestling. It's my first ever wrestling session and you'll kind of recap as such. Yeah. But we kind of vlogged a lot of the day. We Obviously, I'm cutting up the actual footage now. So we're going to put that out as a video on YouTube, kind of as a standalone. But then next week, we're going to record an audio track to go with it. Yeah. Talking about the experience and what we went through and how we felt afterwards, maybe. (laughs) And maybe some injuries that you've had over the years and how it felt to get back in the ring and such. I'm really interested. Sit down and talk to you. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a good one i'm i'm so happy we've gotten 50 i'm so happy that people have stuck with us again some people um have said you know have mentioned they've been with us from the, the some of the first episodes yeah uh, there's a couple of guys on facebook who always message us yeah you've sing, man thank you so much you've been listening for the uh, right since the beginning you always comment on our stuff as well so we really appreciate you yeah and uh, and also also please suggest us a show because, you know, you've been with us since day one. Sure. Let us know. Did we did suggest one at some point. I'm not sure whether we ever did it, but... I know oh it was the J-Cup. Oh, I'm pretty sure. We haven't done it, have we? No, we should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Nick sent us this message. We've covered this show. So we will we'll do that J-Cup. Cause I think it was the 94 J-Cup, possibly? Uh, if it is, then yeah. It's a bit of a classic. Yeah. yeah. There's not very much bad on it. Wait, did we cover that? No, I watched it recently, though. Okay, well, that'll be useful to do when one of the weeks when we're both very busy. Anyway, let's carry on. So, yeah. um, What's your T-shirt thing? So, again, uh, 1310 Apparel have released some new hoodies. They're available for pre-order. They'll be dispatched on October the 18th. Great (laughs) day, because it's Tex Williams' birthday. Insanely good quality merch as well, man. Yeah. If you uh, like what you see, visit 1310 Apparel. Check them out on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Use a code TAX100 to get 10% off at checkout. And if you want to get some blue chew, listen to a different podcast. <laughs> you can also pick up uh, merch for our podcast as well. Worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. Just go on to Amazon. You'll find links and stuff. Search World of Wrestling Podcast. We've got our pretty cool CM Punk spoof t-shirt. that Yeah, if you want to help us out, go pick it up. It's decent. Yeah. Um, where can people find... As you know, I tell you what, because I always plug a lot of my shit on here. You have once again released a phenomenal music video um, yeah thanks so no no it's the, this thing though I mean obviously this is a wrestling podcast and I, I have a platform to get all my shit over my work of sure. SCPW my merch stuff but you never put over how fucking good you are at your day job well thanks man that's really nice to you like I'm a video producer in case the listeners don't know uh, so I, I produce a bunch of music videos I do a bunch of corporate shit as well like just to pay the bills basically um, but yeah so I released a video this week uh, for a band called Seek Harbor S-E-E-K-H-A-R-B-O-U-R um that has a, a really cool little black and white music video we shot like it was uh yeah mates of ours you know they asked me to do it and i was like yeah why not i haven't done music videos in ages and so i've decided like to do more music videos so uh my company is nunchuck bakery you can find us on facebook.com forward slash nunchuck bakery or just go nunchuck bakery.com the website will be up soon you can see all the music videos i've made over the years and maybe i'll link them on our twitter which is world of rest pod on twitter and also, uh, in all seriousness, because this seems to be a big thing now, again, as, as a video editor. Yeah. A lot of promoters want you to send in like a video roll of your highlights. If you want someone to create you a video roll of highlights, backing tracks, signatures, graphics, get in touch with us throughout World of Rest Pod. Rich can help you out, you know it's quality we're professional you will have to pay unfortunately this isn't a free free service but when you look at the quality of the stuff he does my god I don't want to try and blow smoke up your oh, and put you man. over in a big way I appreciate but it I'm very f- bad at taking compliments but I yeah, really I do appreciate but it but it, it's phenomenal you are awesome at your job the fact the audio quality is as good as it is leading up to 50 episodes the mm. fact you're spending all of your days and hours outside of working editing together episode 50 I love you I love this podcast <laughs> you're fucking great at what you do thanks man I really appreciate it right let's end it there I feel weird now <laughs> <laughs> so I'm fat- Boy Rich on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Tex Williams on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. SEPW got a show in Faversham in Kent on the 20th of October, two days after my birthday. There's a battle royal to be who's number one contender. It's got Mr. Wicked, Return of RJ Singh, Meathead, World Power some other people who may have been announced but i'm not going to ruin it in case it hasn't been announced yet <laughs> yeah scpw.co.uk go check them out one of our favorite motions in the southeast of professional wrestling and yeah there's a lot of shit out there at the moment they're really really good so go watch them family friendly fun atmosphere parking at the venues gotta love it come watch me spit glittery mist <laughs> all right take care everybody bye-bye